Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you, and I appreciate you being with me today. My guest today is Sampada Deshpande. She is originally from India. She is now a dentist practicing med- uh, practicing here in California, in San Francisco. She is a millennial. And Sampada, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, you bet. I'm excited to have you. I, I'm I'm curious to get your take both as a dentist, as a California resident, and as an international uh, as an international representative as well. So you bring a lot to the table, and I'm eager to hear what you bring. So let's kind of let's start there, and that is tell me about yourself and your role in healthcare, please. Yeah, uh, gladly. Well, I actually grew up in the Middle East. Uh, I'm of Indian origin, but I grew up in Muscat and Dubai and lived there up until the age of 15. Um, when I decided to go to dental school, I had to go to India for dental school because at the time there wasn't a school in Dubai, which was where I was. And um, I ended up going to dental school in India. In, in India, dentistry is a five-year program, after which I I wanted to continue my education in the United States. So I moved here and a couple of years later finished my dental training out in Seattle. Currently, I practice a few days a week in San Francisco. And I also teach at the dental school, uh, University of the Pacific, which is here in the city. And uh, any other time that I get, (laughs) I um, work on innovative tech products with a company based here in the Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, so what, what drew you to dentistry um, in the beginning, if you don't mind? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And I, I get asked that quite a bit. Um, when I was in high school, I, I kind of knew I wanted to be in a service related profession. Um, Growing up, I always felt that uh, a doctor just had so much respect from patients and they do so much good work for people. Mm -hmm. So I really felt like that would be something I would enjoy. And so on the advice of my school counselor, I had shadowed a couple of different healthcare professionals um, in Dubai. So one of them was a dentist. There was also a, a physician a veterinarian, an eye doctor, and uh, an OBGYN. And I really, really enjoyed uh, shadowing my dentist. I ended up going to the same dental school that he went to in India. So it was just a unique coincidence. Um, But yeah, dentistry is just a very, very interesting profession because you can combine healthcare, but you can also have your own practice one day. You can also... Um, build your own business around it. So that is something that people are interested in. Dentistry is still a very, very good profession to be able to combine those interests. Got it. What does quality healthcare mean to you? 
that's a great question. Quality healthcare, I think, has two parts to it. One is to be able to choose who you want to see. And the other is really having access to care. I think in a lot of different parts of the world, and even in parts of the US, um, we may have the ability to, to even to find a doctor, but find a doctor that is within your insurance network or somebody who is close by location-wise in driving distance. Those things are of bigger, bigger concern and not everyone has an equitable access to care in, in different parts of the world and that includes the US. Okay, uh, so you mentioned two parts to it. One was um, the, the access to care. The second part was just knowing and finding which doctor you can which which doctor you can you want to see okay so it's yeah. it's about choosing choosing which doctor and being able to to access the doctor okay makes yeah makes a lot of sense can you give me an example of what quality healthcare would look like yeah um quality healthcare in dentistry for example would look like if say I want to get, um, I'm having pain on um, Monday morning, I wake up with pain. Um, I should be able to see a dentist pretty much the same day or that week at least, and not have to worry about how much it's going to pay, how much it's going to cost out of pocket. So there should be systems in place that um, will allow me to get the care I want um, while also not um, not creating a problem for my budget or me being in a situation where I would have to go to the emergency room in a hospital um, and not just be able to pay my bill, but worry about the kind of bill that is going to come out to me, mail, get mailed to me a couple months later. Okay, so you're talking about the fact that um, quality healthcare means having access in a timely manner and in an affordable manner. Is that summing it up right? Yeah. Yeah, that sums it up right. Okay. Uh, what do you wish that people understood about your role in healthcare? Um, I, I really like that question too. Um, I think one thing that I, I would wish people understood about my role is really that uh, we're all human beings and that none of us are perfect. And sometimes if there are, um, if there are issues that occur maybe within dental care or uh, within the kind of service that patients have received, there are always ways to correct those and for us to continue building a relationship despite of those issues and kind of fixing those problems. I think that's the number one thing. And I, I mentioned that particularly because um, somewhere in healthcare, because we have so many other service providers, um, it almost feels like the humanity in healthcare has kind of disappeared. Um, so I, that is something I wanna share. Um, the other thing that I would like to, uh, I, I would like to share is that um, being a healthcare provider in the U.S. has has 
changed drastically than it was in the past. Um, some of my mentors who graduated from school 20, 30 years ago had a much different time practicing dentistry than I have it today because expenses have increased. Uh, dental school tuition, for example, has increased probably four or five times than what it was in the past. Um, and our continuing education, we have a lot of pressure to continue studying and be able to offer more and more services to patients. That coupled with declining insurance reimbursements makes it very hard to be a healthcare provider. So I hope patients appreciate the kind of service we're able to provide despite of all of these things because um, the times have changed and it has become a little bit more challenging to uh, be a healthcare provider today. Okay, uh, maybe you can just comment on this. You talked about the pressure that there is to continue your um, your education and to keep up on continuing education credits. I I would imagine there's there are so many pressures that come with that. There's the pressures, that's pressures from your regulating agencies, I'm assuming. Um, there is the pressure. I mean, when I was growing up, I, I was told that dentistry was one of the industries with the highest suicide rate because very few people actually enjoy going to the dentist. And there's that. Um, then there is the burnout that comes from, uh, you know, being a healthcare provider. There is the pressure that comes with all of the COVID regulations. And, you know, especially because you're in such a high contact environment where you know, you're in people's literally in people's mouths and you're facing their breath and all of the, you know, airborne pathogens. Can you talk about um, all of those pressures and, and kind of how they impact you as a medical practitioner? Yeah. um, That actually gives me a great opportunity to share some of those things. Um, I remember very vividly about a year and a half ago, Um, when I was working, I had to see a chiropractor pretty much on a a bi-weekly basis because one of the pressures that we also face is actually because of our positioning, our ergonomics um, happen to be uh, so tricky that most dentists um, have to often see a chiropractor very frequently and get massages or get their back straightened. That's very common. And that tends to lead to physical burnout very quickly. So many dentists actually end up being uh, actually end up being in practice for not more than 30, 35 years, unless they have been very regular with exercising and doing a lot of yoga and staying physically fit. That's one pressure that we face. Um, the other is just the pressures of being a small business owner. I think sometimes patients forget that we are also small business owners, just like a restaurant, just like a pharmacy, like a local pharmacy or a grocery store. Uh, We have to think of all of the little things that go into a small business. So finding employees, which uh, all over the US has been very, very interesting. Uh, Hiring people right now is one of the more challenging things to do. Finding staff has been challenging. So not only do we have to hire people, but you have to pay everyone on time and still provide high quality services. Some of the dental equipment and technology that we use is uh, quite costly. So to really balance that out and still provide patients with an amazing experience and 
have enough income to support our family back home is is also a big pressure um coupled with that i think one of the biggest pressures that most of my colleagues face right now most millennials face is that they're graduating out of school with huge student loans um some of my colleagues graduated from private schools and some of them specialize and they have loans upwards of 500 600,000. So that's a lot. Um especially if you are in your early 30s and you're you're wanting to start a family or buy a house. Um all of those things are are big income, a big uh ticket expenses sure. and if that pressures in your mind with those loans or kind of on your back, it's it's just it just makes life a little bit harder. But I think um I think amongst all of these things to remember is if you really enjoy dentistry and you enjoy the camaraderie that comes along with it and uh, taking care of people uh there's a lot of value that this profession can still provide to people I mean I chose it twice technically I went for it in India and then I did my training again in the US um so I'm very happy with it um and the other thing is to also just build good financial know-how and learn how to manage our finances even as healthcare providers that is such an important thing because we don't really learn that in school it's something we have to kind of learn by ourselves so if if there was a way in which maybe medical dental schools they could teach us how to invest our money or manage our budget it would be a huge benefit to students um But yeah, those are kind of some of the pressures that we face in our in our careers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to hear what you said there for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, the financial side of it. Um, I have a another podcast called Learning from Smart People that's for entrepreneurs, and um, it really talks about the fact that a lot of times the passion, the reason why you started your small business, it is. so unrelated to the technical know-how of actually running a business and so starting you know why you do this and this is actually what leads to my next point um I had the privilege of talking to a group of nurse practitioner students a couple of weeks ago and one of the exercises that I gave them was to go and to write down why they're doing this what drew them to it and so in a couple of years when they're feeling burnout when they're feeling those things they they can go back and revisit the why uh, of what they're doing um so and then lastly I'll just say you mentioned about technology and you mentioned about things that are changing and let's so let's talk about the future what excites you about the future of healthcare um a lot of things i feel like uh, a lot of things are changing and maybe i say this because i'm based out in the silicon valley but i really feel like technology can solve uh, a lot of our problems for example uh, a common a common thing uh, a common time, uh, kind of aspect between dentists and physicians or pharmacy uh, pharmacists is that we are often paid by insurance companies on the back end so we usually take care of patients and then we submit a claim to the insurance company and then insurance will pay us within maybe 30 days or something like that um so you're you're often um waiting you have a pretty big accounts receivable right you which you're kind of uh, 
tagging behind. Um, and I really think instead of uh, having uh, having people uh, comb through that accounts receivable and make sure all the claims have been submitted correctly and check if we have been paid on time, um, there's probably a way that technology can solve that problem. If it could, if things could be automated, and if 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 there's like a software company that can completely automate that instead of instead of people having to do that and um it's such a time consuming thing and i feel there's so much more value that people can provide rather than having someone do that uh, which is kind of boring <laughs> and time consuming so i feel like technology can really help make practices run smarter run leaner and uh, be more efficient and and then doctors can really focus on providing better care instead of worrying about the business side yeah i so it's it's funny that you say that because i actually uh, this is a, completely a theory on my part and it's based only on my own experiences i sometimes wonder if insurance companies don't actually have a algorithm in place that just automatically kicks out you know 20% of all of the claims that come in, not because they're filed incorrectly, but just because they do and they want to see if that maybe um, it will not be resubmitted or, or whatever the situation is. Uh, that's just <laughs> a theory on my part. And it is said tongue in cheek. So the insurance people don't get mad at me. I think that you do your job as well as you can. And you're trying to make the best use of the resources that you have. So yeah. um, last <laughs> question for you. What's one thing medical professionals can start doing today to increase the quality of healthcare? Um, I think one thing that they can start doing today is actually really reflecting on their journeys and taking care of themselves. I think that's super important because um, all of my friends in, um, in the medical field and in the dental field have faced a tremendous amount of pressure last year and this year because of the pandemic. Uh, many of them uh, had to stay away from their families, quarantine, but we were all waiting for the vaccine. We had to just kind of stay quarantined. And uh, that has added to so much emotional stress and so much pressure. And many of us had to work very hard, work long hours at the hospital and see patients who were in need. So really taking the time to take care of yourself, um, whatever it might be, whether it's taking a couple of days off and just reading a book or doing something that really just helps you stay in tune with, with your mind. I think that is something all medical professionals can do, um, whether they're students or they're practicing, um, just take some time and take care of yourself first. Yeah, it, it is such good advice it's good advice for those in the medical field as as well as all of us we all need to stop and take a little bit of um, self-care uh, because you can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself uh, listen sampada despondi thank you so much for being here um you have uh, you've also written a book that is for um dentists that are trained outside of the u.s i i will put a link to that in the show notes for anyone who's interested in doing that i appreciate you being here and I appreciate you sharing your perspective on healthcare. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. 
Visit PerspectivesOnHealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.